Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the Up Meditate podcast. My name is Stephen Phillips, and as usual, I'm happy to be your host. Today is kind of a start over for the podcast. I've been going through what could be politely described as a dental procedure, so I've not been able to speak very well for a while, at least not well enough that I would torture you with it. Our COVID-19 situation has presented some unexpected delays in getting the work completed. I'm certainly not complaining. I've been healthy. I have a dry roof over my head, and I'm eating well. But I've missed doing the podcast, and I'm happy to be getting back at the microphone. My plan right now will be to post a new episode every week. Each show will feature an informal Dharma talk on a specific topic, a quiet reflection or two, and a few thoughts from my journal. In addition, I'd love to share some of your questions and comments about the podcast. Send me a message, either through the website, or you can leave a voice message directly from the podcast page. I look forward to your messages and will respond to you personally on the podcast or both. The website is upmeditate.org. Today I thought we could start with a general overview on meditation and what it can provide us. Many people in the West go through their life without introspection or taking a time out to consider the larger context of what they are doing with their life. They don't reflect on whether they feel satisfied with who they are or take inventory and ask questions of themselves, such as, is my life satisfying? Am I living fully? Am I being of service to others and helping my community? And the single most important question, am I contributing to life or taking away from life? Am I contributing to life or taking away from life? Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Another way to look at these words is, that if we just go through the motions of life without reflection, then we squander the rare gift that this lifetime provides. We enter this realm of physical existence from a place of ever-expanding consciousness and attraction. It is here in this life that we are on the outside. It is on this earthly plane of suffering and pain that we face specific tasks and situations where we may learn and grow. Tasks which involve ourselves set before we come into this life. In this time, we are as students away from a vastly more dynamic and beautiful realm. Some of us are aware of this higher form of being. References to higher power, divine self, conscious self, connecting with God in prayer, being one with God. All of these are expressions which point to re-experiencing the connection in wisdom that we knew at birth and to which we shall return. This consciousness is our true self. The process of living life separates us more and more 
from that connection and knowledge. A teacher of mine years ago, Takar Singh, presented it this way. He said, Each of us are a brilliant shining light of consciousness. All of the experiences and feelings we come upon in life begin to paint a thin veneer of lacquer over the lantern of our light. With every mistruth, each misery and hurt, each betrayal or some unearned praise or exultation, more layers of lacquer are applied. Then, after a while, none of our light shines through at all. It is still there and sometimes may find a pinhole through which to shine, but for the most part it remains a barrier. We are separated from our true connection. It is in meditation that we find the place within our spiritual core that is always connected to our conscious self, as well as to the realm of divine energy, our source. The amazing thing is that as we strengthen our access to this beautiful place within each of us, we can tap into this source of light energy and use its wisdom and power in our physical presence. This energy is limitless and always available to us. Our task is to bridge the gap. At times we all get some of this energy when our life is stressed. Perhaps we are in grief over the loss of a loved one. We lose a job and are desperate to find the means to care for our family. We are depressed and lost in what seems to be unending darkness and sadness. In these times, we might experience a sudden shift. Someone enters our life, seemingly out of nowhere, and with their presence, things begin to discernibly change for the better. Or we are walking down a street that we've walked a dozen times, and a sign in a shop window reads, counseling, or legal aid, or help wanted, as if an answer to a prayer, whether we asked for it or not. As we strengthen our practice, we develop the means to draw ever more from this infinite pool of living abundance. Some never access this universal source. They may feel unworthy or terrified at the thought of reaching out. Some will think themselves limited to taking only a teaspoon of the source energy, while others understand that they may draw on whatever is needed. I'd like to share a word with any of you who might be deeply suffering right now. Please know this, and I say this with absolute certainty from the depths of my personal experience. Whatever you think you are at this moment, whatever you are feeling, no matter what horrible ache you feel within, you are as beautiful, worthy, and valuable as any person upon this earth. What you are going through at this moment is temporary. Your feelings are intense and real, but they are not what you will come to understand. They are temporary. 
and right now there is nothing I can say or that anyone can say that will allow you to take comfort from the words. I know because I've spent a good deal of my life crushed by those demons of darkness. I've been through years of therapy and dozens of prescribed antidepressants. I've had long bouts of suicidal desire. I know alcoholism. But the important thing I will share is this. Please, right now, take a moment, a time out if you will. Close your eyes and take a long, slow breath. Okay, you know if you are coping with this for now or if you are in over your head. If you need to reach out for help, do it. The people who will take your hand and help you are there because they choose to be. It is their purpose and you are their reason. There is nothing wrong in seeking help. The soul who is waving their arms frantically in the cold ocean water because the boat just sank didn't ask to be in that situation. They are just there and in serious need of help. I sincerely hope you feel the deep hug that I am sending to you. You are loved. The Suicide Helpline phone number is the very top of the resources page on my website. Just go to upmeditate.org that's upmeditate.org and click on the resources page. We all come from unique backgrounds with unique experiences to find ourselves at this moment in life. Yet despite all of our differences, I've never met a single soul who didn't benefit from meditation. It doesn't require the adoption of new beliefs. It works in complement with any religion. It needs no ritual or ceremony. You need not be in a special place or adorned in special clothing. Some people do develop their own rituals which may aid them with their practice. They are using tools which make it easier for them to find their meditative state but that is purely a personal choice. There is a simple and profound beauty in going inside of ourselves. It is refreshing to find that we can separate our conscious self from the noise and distractions of the outside world. We turn our attention inwards to the peace and connection of our divine being. The refuge of soul is always with us. Let's pause here and reflect for a moment with a short meditation. Make yourself comfortable and close your eyes if you choose. Relax. Breathe evenly. Release whatever tensions you might be holding. Pay attention to the breath. Breathe through the nose, slowly, rhythmically, and deep into the lungs. 
Try and focus on the breath, on the air as it flows in through your nose, taking a pause, and then the slow out breath with another pause. If thoughts are occurring, see them as outside of you and allow them to be as they are and to let them pass. Thoughts are constantly moving within our brains. This is normal. The thoughts think that we can't live without them and they are wrong. Just detach from them as best as possible and allow them to move on. Relax fully. Allow your entire being to detach, to float, content and effortless. Just being in this place fully present, nothing to consider, nothing to decide, nowhere to go, floating gently. space surrounds you. If you wish, you may continue with your eyes closed. If you are now feeling more refreshed and at peace, allow this feeling to remain. Just because you have returned to a more familiar state of being doesn't mean you need to lose whatever ease and calm you may have achieved. Look about you and notice how things are for you in this moment. Does the world seem less intrusive? Is there a sense of having more space around you? At this moment, do you feel that you would be less apt to become upset or annoyed 
It is my hope that you are feeling these benefits. If not, do not be frustrated. Try another meditation when you feel more receptive. Listen to one here at UpMeditate or find a meditation app or a meditation online. There are thousands of them available. Try several until you find one that appeals to you and have a pleasant time with it. We're going to take a very short break right now and then we will return and take a look at the journal. This is the Up Meditate Podcast. I'm Stephen Phillips and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Up Meditate. I'm Stephen Phillips. Thank you for sharing in this week's podcast. And here we go with a few notes from this week's journal. I'm going to preface this first entry with a quote from the Buddha. Judge nothing, you will be happy. Forgive everything, you will be happier. Love everything, you will be happiest. That thought brings me to this reflection from my journal. I am a human being and far from perfect. I frequently find myself slipping into old habits, ways of being that I'm working to change. A good number of these habits have been with me for as far back as I can remember and are all too familiar. Fortunately, my practice usually has me seeing whatever trap I'm entering into fairly quickly and stopping myself long enough until I adjust to what serves my happiness and a healthier presence. Earlier in the week, I walked down to the nearby Safeway food store to replenish the larder. There's a good-sized plaza in front of the store with benches and tables. People gathered there to sip tea or coffee to share conversation, perhaps to simply rest and soak in some sunshine. I noticed a dear friend seated there and I walked over to join her. We greeted one another and were happy to meet. Our conversation, however, was made difficult by loud hip-hop music blasting from a boombox on the sidewalk at one end of the plaza. Next to the box, a young person was seated. He had a white cup on the sidewalk next to his sound machine, presumably for donations. I looked over at him and started to fume. I thought, how rude to impose this loud music into a space where people are relaxing. And in that short thought, I now carried not only my own annoyance, but self-righteous indignation for all who were seated around me. I was now the hero seeking justice in the name of everyone. In a few seconds, this towering ego had risen within me. 
This is where I heard my internal alarm bell ringing telling me to stop. To just completely stop. I took a deep breath and looked not only at our music provider, but I looked into his eyes. It only took a moment to connect with his humanity, his needs, his heart. I didn't need to make up a story about him. I didn't try to form a defense for him or suppose his motives. I had only to see our common humanity. I silently expressed my love and best wishes for him, and then turned to my friend and suggest we take a walk. We chose to walk along small neighborhood streets with little traffic. Roses were in bloom, birds singing back and forth to each other. A postal worker was carrying her bag and walking door to door through the dance of sunlight and shade. Not only did my friend and I have a splendid conversation, but we got in some exercise as well. After a COVID-19 elbow bump, we parted. I reflected on how grateful I was for having noticed her sitting at the plaza, and then turned to reflect on how peaceful it was right now. This week I will close with another quote for you to think about. One of my favorite teachers in Buddhism is the beloved Thich Nhat Hanh. Now in his 90s, he continues to provide the world with his peace, love, light, and illumination. This is a passage from his latest book, something for you to consider until next time. If your house is on fire, the most urgent thing to do is to go back and try to put out the fire, not to run after the person you believe to be the arsonist. If you run after the person you suspect has burned your house, your house will burn down while you are chasing them. That is not wise. You must go back and put out the fire. So when you are angry, if you continue to interact or argue with the other person, if you try to punish them, you are acting exactly like someone who runs after the arsonist while everything goes up in flames. If you want to revisit this quote, I will post it on my resource page at upmeditate.org. Write me and share what the writing suggests to you. In upcoming podcasts, UpMeditate will look at the practice of meditation, sometimes in unusual ways. I hope to provide some different perspectives in how to incorporate meditation into everyday moments, allowing for learning and insight as you navigate your life. At the top of today's program, I invited you to get in touch with me and the podcast. So forgive the repetition, but it would really mean a lot to me. You can leave a voice message from right on the podcast page or write a comment at the website of meditate.org. 
That's upmeditate.org. Okay, that's the podcast for today. Thanks for listening. And stay well. and performed by Jesse Gallagher. And our theme music is by The Unicorn Heads. Thank you, and Namaste.